Alright, well hello everyone. I am Paul Wicker. And I'm JD Prater. And today is June 8th, 2018, and these are your top seven PPC headlines for the week. And starting right off, we have Facebook adding ads to Marketplace. Yeah, so advertisers, you guys have been able to go in there now and select it as a placement for Marketplace. And if you've been in there recently, you can tell they definitely want you to select it as a placement. They are making it very apparent with, you know, pop-up boxes and shadow boxes like, don't forget Marketplace, put your ads in Marketplace. And uh, I find it to be an interesting thing as a B2B advertiser. Just here's my software next to bicycles. I don't know, but like, what'd you get in Marketplace? Have you been using it? Um, I checked it. I, have, I don't use Marketplace. I'm, I was curious to know how many people actually use it. I did a little research. Uh, in May, 18 million new items were posted for sale in Marketplace in the U.S. And the most popular categories are things like furniture, uh, children, and kids. Furniture, I guess people buy furniture for kids. <laughs> Although the way it's written in the post, it says the most popular categories are furniture, comma, babies and kids. So you can buy babies and kids. That's terrible. Uh, also women's clothing, shoes, etc. cetera. Uh, so a lot of people are starting to use Marketplace. I do not. They When I went there, the thing they were trying to sell me was a medieval helmet for $65. Nice. It looks legit, but it looks like one of the crappy ones that like the villain would wear, not like a cool medieval helmet. Yeah, I've got some, some sweet bicycles. I've got a, a vintage Airstream for 9500 that's nice. That'd be kind of sweet to have there an There was a, a Toyota Tundra for a dollar, I saw. Oh, wow. That's a good deal. Yeah. It must be in really good shape. Yeah. I've also uh, got a 2001 Honda CRV. Yeah. There's always some really, like, <laughs> junky cars and tires. They want, like, a lot of tires for sale. Yeah. So check out your marketplace. Uh, just see what it looks like. I don't have any ads in mind yet, but I think it's good for folks doing, like, those box, you know, sign up for, like, a snack box or a clothing box or a tuxedo box i feel like you could buy boxes of anything these days for like automatic delivery but that seems to be where facebook at least in their uh, testimonial that's where they were promoting it nice i got a um ad right here on my mobile just checked quickly and i've got uh, introducing mlb big board so nba playoffs winding down this year you can now keep up to date with uh your baseball fantasy teams in which i don't play at all so Great target, makes no sense in the marketplace, but hey, more inventory. Right, so mobile, uh, definitely appear on mobile. So like JD said, if you don't care, you just want the inventory, pick automatic placements. If you care, you can you know customize your placements and choose uh, whether you have that. Speaking of placements, um, Facebook audience network. So if you're trying to run mobile app banner, top banners, uh, through the Facebook audience network, there'll probably be more inventory because now publishers can include uh, Facebook audience network inventory in the in-app header bidder auctions, which are the things that run to provide those you know, in-app banners um, in apps. So that's a mouthful, but that is expanding the reach of Facebook ads to mobile, especially those in-app banners. Yeah, I don't have much to add there other than... Uh... App, app publishers, you're going to have to build your own tech or use a third party to access the audience network. So that's something to definitely, you know, know. It's not like it's a native thing that you can just, you know, connect right through Facebook, unlike, you know, Oath, right, has done. So that would be, you know, the my my quick two cents on that one. Well, and the three partners were, I've never heard of two of these, Fiber, Max, and Twitter's MoPub, which yes. I have heard of. So uh, if you're using MoPub and you're a publisher, you can now get some Facebook Ads on there. One last stat I saw in the article, which is interesting, is that according to the ANA, 
don't know what that is. Uh, only 30 to 40% on the dollar spent on programmatic ever reaches the actual publisher. So 60% is going to kind of the middleman or middle person, I should say. Um, and I, that just kind of blew my mind because I just think of it as so much as you buy ads on Google and Facebook and they get most of your money. But once they go into the kind of programmatic ecosystem, 60 to 70 cents are actually going to all the networks and targeting companies and you know the publisher who makes the content is only getting 30, 40 cents. That's probably got to change. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk video. Yeah, Instagram. You you can now post videos up to an hour long. So we went from 60 seconds to 60 minutes. <laughs> what? That's a dramatic increase. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, they say they're trying to compete more with YouTube, which makes sense. And it is, you know, if, you've, if you're on Instagram or Snapchat, um, at least on Instagram stories, you know, people do these sequential videos because they want to do longer videos. And they're, like, annoying because you have to, you know, kind of keep going through them and then it's like really glitchy and to record them is a pain in the butt because they have to like record a video stop record a video stop so i think this is a really wise move right now the limits are 15 seconds for stories and like you said 60 seconds uh, for kind of main newsfeed um, videos so i think we're going to see more and more videos getting longer bigger more prominent this makes total sense yeah and then i would love coupling it with uk did a study on um teens and you know going up to like 30 year olds and they found that actually instagram had the uh most negative effect on our moods and our feelings so adding an hour to only increase how bad we really feel about our ourselves so it's fantastic that we love tearing ourselves down by yeah. going to instagram <laughs> yeah there is like this dark theme i mean mary meeker which we'll touch on did her you know um annual report and they do touch on that kind of in general, we're just becoming more and more unhappy, and social media is making us uh, more and more unhappy as like a species. But, but let's not dwell there for long. There's one other video story we should mention is Pinterest. I think they made a change of video too, right? Yeah, and Pinterest is actually one of those uh, networks that actually makes you feel good about yourself. So ah. it's a good contrast. Um, but now their video ads are getting bigger, and by bigger, we're talking almost kind of like a, a full bleed, edge to edge, not quite like a full vertical like you would see within Snapchat, but you're going to see a bigger image kind of overtaking your, your phone. Uh, they've come out and said that 80% of their users are using mobile, so this this kind of makes sense as far as stopping people you know, within the feed, getting more information, and then as Pinterest always says, it's you know, really getting you to go take action, do something. So we'll see. Video, video, video. Pinterest is now up to 250 million monthly active, so certainly not at the scale of a Facebook or Twitter, but uh, on their way. And like you said, their their user base, uh, maybe you didn't say this, but their user yeah. base is very highly engaged. So in the segments they do well in, uh, you know, they do very well. A lot of loyal users there. Yeah. And they're open, opening up SMB. So for all you SMB advertisers out there, definitely give them, give them a second look. Bing. Uh, so I don't know if this is really a story. Uh, did you break this? Um, <laughs> no, Kirk did. So Kirk uh, Williams over there on uh, Twitter at PPC Kirk. Big shout out to him. Kirk. Yeah, he's playing around in the Bing Ad support portal and stumbled upon, um, you know, you can kind of upvote features and everything. And Bing actually replied to this feature, which I thought was pretty cool. Kirk went ahead and uh, screenshotted it. But now it basically just says... Um, that, hey, thanks for the input. This functionality will be available before the end of the year. And what are we talking about specifically? It's uh, being able to target LinkedIn audiences on Bing. 
So that's the big feature everybody wants in the marketing world after the LinkedIn acquisition, or I should say the Microsoft acquisition of LinkedIn. And I really like the way Kirk phrased it. Uh, now that Microsoft owns LinkedIn, uh, I and my clients would love to be able to target their massively valuable audience. Please add these in the Bing ad so we can take over the world together. Um, <laughs> and, I, and the response, as JD said, was, you know, we'll have it by the end of the year. And then that went, you know, mini viral in the marketing world. Um, and actually, the, the engineer who responded is the head of, like, the ads program. Oh, wow. And he's been around for at least, I mean, 10 years since I was at uh, my former job and working with him. And I've, you know, worked with him here. So he's been around now for at least, yeah, probably going on a decade. So he knows what he's talking about. So if he said they're working on it, there's teams working on it. So that would be amazing. I also wonder what it means for... I, there's so many things that you have to figure out. Like, is it text ad? So, like, our LinkedIn... Uh, or Bing text ads going to appear on LinkedIn as text ads? What about sponsored updates? Does the LinkedIn interface go away at one point? Hmm. Or so many things to think about. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they're going to do it. Is it contextual ads or something like that? So, yeah, very interesting. But uh, staying in the search world, AdWords added uh, notes, which is pretty exciting uh, to see those hit. Um, love that they're only in the new UI. So, again, forcing you to use the new UI. I know... You may not like it, but you're going to have to do it by the end of the year. So you've got six months now to go ahead and make sure that you are uh, jumping in, take a look at it. I know PPC Hero has a couple of blogs on there as well that are doing a um, really great job of educating you on there. But Notes, pretty cool, Paul. Yeah, I mean, I have high hopes for Notes. Uh, I mean, this is a really common use case of marketers. You know, we build a reporting tool that has like a Notes section that you can add. And we see, I'd probably guess, well, I know that it's our second most popular kind of widget type. So the number one, what we call widget, you know, kind of report section you can add is a table. And the second most popular is actually a note widget or a text widget. So we know marketers love writing notes because you're trying to communicate what I did this week to your client, or you're trying to remind yourself, you know, you tried adding call extensions this week, or you started running, you know, a certain creative. And you know, when you come back to it in a week, you're going to forget what you did. Um, it's not like, you know, a lock solid way to keep track of your own stuff. Like I still see a lot of marketers use uh, do.com or Asana or project management tools so they can give themselves deadlines to like follow up on ad tests. But certainly it's a big help to have the notes right into the charts, right in the charts that you're using. You know, I use a, a tool called Mixpanel to track our product usage on AdStage. And they've had this feature for a long time, like annotations that you can add to a chart. I will say I used to love it and then I kind of got away from using it because... You know, it's one of those things. Every time we ship a release, I got to go add a note in here. Oh, you know, we released this new feature today. And maybe if we were a bigger company and like I had to do it and it was my job, I'd do it. But I always get worried that these notes are pretty siloed and they'll be like really popular for a while. And then you'll be like, eh, I don't want to add them anymore. But we can come back and look, check back in, in a year and see if notes are like the cat's PJs or they're just a crappy feature nobody uses. Yeah. I use a lot of annotations in Google Analytics. So... I'm interested to see if um, in the interface, right, I think the reason why this notes is so big, I think AdWords realizes that we as marketers are making a lot of changes in the interface. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see if they're going to add notes to like um, the AdWords offline editor, because I think that would be fun because I, I make most of my like, you know, more than one change, bulk changes using editor. So that would be a... If you add words, if you're listening, I want notes in editor. In Next. editor. <laughs> well, that's like every feature they do. They want like the, 
you know, they put the feature in AdWords UI and then everybody complains like, we need an editor. And I remember at another job, we had an editor that we made too, the Kenshu editor. And every time we rolled out a new feature, people were like, is it in the editor? And I was like, I can't imagine the poor AdWords team, like the editor team that's constantly <laughs> trying to keep up with the UI. I always think they want to get rid of it, but there's too many loyal users. Sure. Um, all right, last story before we go. Yeah, so this one came out last week, but uh, we, we it was so big and so important, we definitely need to touch on it as far as um, the Mary Meeker report. So fantastic article. Make sure you click on it. Watch the video. Watch the release. There's way too much information for us to cover within a, a small podcast, but... Paul, what were some of the highlights that you took away? And then I'll, I'll jump in on a couple. Yeah, well, Aaron uh, Levy, who is at Elite SEM, I think, wrote a great like stream of consciousness tweet that I, uh, I, I liked on Twitter. Um, and so if you want another like, good, like super small summary, it's like one paragraph. Uh, you know, for me, the thing that stood out is just AI everywhere. Everybody's, you know, between voice and AI. Um, it feels like... And, like, it's not just the trend anymore, but now usage, like, the Amazon, uh, you know, Alexa usage is way up. And, like, people are actually using all this voice crap that I thought would probably just be another phase. But so the, a lot about the AI and voice stuff kind of actually happening now. And then, you know, I have, like, a politics background. So all the, the privacy issues and the social media makes us unhappy and kind of the um, – it's how social media has grown up into this, like, you know, cool thing that we had to now this like part of our culture that we need to figure out how we use it because it really does shape our culture. It's that important. Yeah. I think some of the things that I liked um, for all of us, you know, performance marketers, social media is growing. Surprise, surprise. So as a referral source, it's growing. Uh, Time on uh, using social media is growing. We're up to 135 minutes per day in social networks, just social networks. We're not including all the other time that we're spending on our phone, but social networks, 135 minutes, Paul, over two hours. Um, But the one that we're all going to like is 55% of consumers ages 18 to 65 have bought up a product online after social media discovery. So social really is contributing within the actual product discovery into buying things. Of course, it's always fun to figure out how to track and measure that, but, you know, it, it is working. And it's funny because maybe it's just that society, like the general public has caught up with kind of what marketers have known for a few years now, which is social media is so impactful in influencing behavior. And we're starting to see like people who don't care about marketing react to this concept of like, wait, because for years, I mean, anyone in marketing, you know, you do this, somebody asks what you do or in your family and you explain digital advertising and they say, oh, ads don't work on me. I don't look at the ads. Ads are stupid. Uh, everyone has this feeling like ads don't work on them, but we know they work on everyone. No one is immune from advertising uh, unless you have like, you know, some lack of sensory <laughs> like skills and you can't see ads. Um, but they work. And I think now as a, you know, again, as a society, we're figuring out how we cope with the fact that they are so influential. They can control elections and, you know, make people super unhappy and uh, do all these things that are uh, sometimes good and many times bad. Yeah. Last one for me that was really great was uh, Amazon sales made up 28% of overall e-commerce sales in 2017. Wow. That's insane. And I like how all my comments are like, the world is ending. And then you're like, 
Amazon growth is way up. <laughs> yeah. Just so more pra- much more practical than me. Uh, yeah, Amazon is out of control. They're they've fully entered into like you know Google, Facebook, Apple, Amazon. Yeah, but uh, she does contrast to say, hey, you know, e-commerce is growing like crazy, but it's still a small portion of overall retail sales. So e-commerce is still only making up 13% of retail transactions. And yet they're saying physical retail sales still declining. So if you're a physical retailer, like even though 86%, I guess, of retail is still flowing through physical stores, they can't make money. They're still going out of business and nobody has really figured out the whole kind of online and offline brick and mortar combination, but maybe 2018 we'll figure it out. Yeah. I think, well, we'll see some trends, you know, for next year, right? This is why I think offline conversions are getting more important, being able to pipe those back into their social networks to be able to map those out. So that's what I think we'll start looking more to in 2018, 2019. And those are all the stories we have for you today. If you want to get a newsletter which has all these stories and more, you could always go over to blog, our new blog. Oh, new blog. Yeah, we, we got to plug it. I, we just did. We have a new blog. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> go check it out. Go check it out. Uh, Blog.asstage.io. It's brand new, redesigned. Uh, we're very excited about it. And, hey, please tweet at us. Give us your feedback. We want to know what you think about it and how we can improve it or what you like about it. And we'll take that into consideration as we are, you know, always trying to make it better. Yeah. I, I will personally say I hated our old, old blog. <laughs> I used to try to read stories on it all the time and the formatting was weird and all kinds of things, but the new one really is a nice experience. Um, and like JD said, we're super responsive. He added search to the blog within like three days because a lot of people said, hey, I really want search, which makes sense and we didn't think of. And now it's on the blog. So uh, if you do have ideas, tweet at AdStage or JD and we'll take care of that. Uh, That's all we got. Enjoy your week. See you guys.